The Lady Parts Doctor podcast is a health podcast focusing on issues that affect women and those assigned female at birth. However, it is for everyone. This is our safe place to talk about things that matter to you involving your spiritual, mental, and physical health, your holistic health, if you will. It's not medical advice. It's medical information. We talk and I give you the evidence with a little of my personal and professional experience sprinkled in. So sit back, relax, grab your water, tea, coffee, wine, kombucha, (laughs) whatever it is, and let's go. to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I am Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and I'm so happy that you're joining me again for the third installment in this series, my podcast-a-thon during Black Maternal Health Week. This is the third episode. I can't even believe that I've done three considering how long it had taken me to do one postpartum. So it is a blessing and I am celebrating this win. With that said, on the last episode yesterday, I had an amazing conversation with Dr. Carla Williams, MD, about home birth. We talked about birth autonomy, and she shared her experience with home birth as an OBGYN and also as a postpartum and pregnancy doula. So that, or excuse me, a postpartum and birth doula. That was really great. And I have to tell you, I went into that conversation, and not really that conversation, but As I was preparing for that podcast and doing my research, I just learned so much and it just supported my belief and I believe will change how I practice as far as the options that I'm giving my personal patients and making sure to have a discussion about, okay, where would you like to deliver and going from there based on the kind of birth history that they've had or their medical history, really to better emphasize autonomy because that's incredibly important. Yes, we want you to be healthy. We want you to be safe. But you know that's one thing that we always talk about in this podcast. I want you to be empowered and you need to have autonomy to be empowered. So that was a really cool conversation and it was transformative for me. So I love those kinds of talks and you love them too. We got a lot of positive feedback from that conversation. So that was really cool. And another thing that I want to emphasize is the importance of having a birthing team to support you when possible, to have all the members that you want. There are many amazing OBGYNs, present company included, (laughs) but like Dr. Williams, you know, there are many amazing OBGYNs who are really working to try to change that hospital experience for you. Not everybody is great, right? Like not everybody is great in any situation, but there are many of us who are trying to work to honor you, protect you, make sure that you have the best outcome, but also, well, as I said, honoring you. And so I want to make sure to give due credit. But in addition, your midwifery team, the midwives and the doulas for support, 
I definitely encourage having a doula. I wish I had made the decision to have a doula for additional support during my last pregnancy and postpartum as well. I think that would have been really nice. And we don't, for people who kind of grow up in this country, a lot of us don't have that experience of kind of being surrounded postpartum by everybody and taken care of, where I feel like a lot of people who aren't necessarily first generation in this country, or maybe they're just second generation and their families are still able to do that for them, you know, they might have a different experience. But you really need to be surrounded and cared for postpartum, especially that first four weeks. It's great to have a full team. So we're going to switch it up today a little bit. And I want to talk about the transitions that we experience postpartum. And one transition in particular is going back to work. That's what we're going to talk about today. I remember what it was like the first time I left the hospital with my new baby. I had a cesarean birth and my abdomen was tight, it was sore, and I remember feeling everything as I was wheeled to the car in the wheelchair. And at that time, it was uh, the car was an electric blue Porsche Macan. It's like a small SUV, but that was my cute little doctor ride that I was driving. <laughs> and I remember the warm spring air hit me as soon as the lobby doors gradually opened with one last rush of cold air as they slammed shut behind me as if they're saying, you're on your own now, girl. <laughs> my husband gently balanced the car seat as my tiny little baby slept quietly like, you know, this was just another day for him, no different than any other day he'd experienced before. And this day was very different. It was very different. I had never had a baby. We, my husband and I, had never had a baby. And now we were entrusted with this small little human in our care. There was no text to study, no exam to take, no certification. It's just me, my husband, and the baby. I remember thinking to myself, okay, okay, so, you know, you just going to let us leave? You just going to let us walk out of the hospital with this, this baby? You just going to let us go? And I was incredulous as we carefully loaded up the car, baby and all, as we drove home with me clenching my belly with every bump and as we unpacked the car and brought our new baby into the house. My husband and I looked at one another in the foyer, just looking at one another as if we had just accomplished some great caper and said, okay, so what do we do now? Bringing a baby home for the third time was a very different experience, as you could imagine. After getting dressed, adjusting my headband, and applying light makeup, I slipped on my sandals just prior to discharge. My husband pulled the minivan, it's a minivan now, y'all. My husband pulled the minivan around, grabbed the car seat, and we walked out of the hospital together. We stopped at Maggiano's for carryout on the way home, making sure to get just enough food for lunch and dinner because nobody was cooking. Again, the baby slept quietly, completely unfazed. Once home, we threw open the doors and, okay, I'm just going to take a moment to talk about this minivan. <laughs> if you know, you know, this thing is so convenient. It's so convenient. Like the doors slide open, you press the button, you can throw some kids in there, you can throw some groceries in there, you can throw some 
I don't know, whatever it is that you bought at the store in there, like it's got a smooth ride. It has tons of cup holders. It has just like anything that you need for convenience and carrying a bunch of stuff around minivan. I'm telling you, like I was resisting, resisting, resisting. But with a third baby, there was like, it just didn't make sense to do anything else. But I digress. We threw open the doors, put the baby in the bassinet, and then we ate our lunch in peace. My two older kids were at their grandparents and this was like a vacation. It's not a vacation, but it was just quieter than we had experienced in a long time with just this little newborn baby. So we were taking full advantage. We just wanted to eat and relax. We knew what we were doing and we knew what was to come. We were just savoring the moment. The first six weeks of postpartum are always a blur for me. Waking every two to three hours has that effect. You nurse, change a diaper, eat, sleep. You pump, nurse, change a diaper, eat, sleep. You give a bottle, pump, change a diaper, eat, sleep. Do you see how it all runs together? Of course, there is a big difference between postpartum with one baby and postpartum with two or more babies. You're exhausted, but you still have to show up for your other children. So you do it exhausted. It's no different when you go back to work or your partner goes back to work. I went back to work at 16 weeks postpartum with my first two children, balancing a busy office and hospital schedule on my return. Trying to pump every two to three hours when you're covering labor and delivery is a balancing act that even the most skilled tightrope walker would find difficult. It is rough and I am getting stressed out just thinking about it. At the time, I thought to myself, "Mm, if I just had a little more time at home, if I just had a little longer maternity leave, things would be different. I wouldn't be so tired. I had the ability to put that hypothesis to the test this time around. Now that I'm building my own business, I'm an entrepreneur, y'all, if I can even say entrepreneur, I was able to set the duration of my postpartum myself. And you'd think I'd give myself a respectable 20 weeks or six months maybe, but instead I started beating myself up about not recording a podcast or posting on social media and I started working around six weeks, ridiculous. Needless to say, I am still exhausted. I'm still exhausted. If you are enjoying the Lady Parts Doctor podcast, please pause this episode and head over wherever you are listening to leave a positive review. It's the positive reviews that really help people identify and see if this is something that's a good fit for them. So please head over and leave that positive review. If for some reason you don't have a positive review, Please connect with me at LadyPartsDoc on Instagram. You can send me a direct message or you can email me at drhack, D-R-H-A-C-K at ladypartsdoctor.com and give me some feedback. Let me know how the show can be better for you. Okay, now back to the show. Now, I want to take a moment to highlight the ways that we can support new mothers and parents as they return to work, whether that be work outside of the home or work inside of the home. And these won't all apply in the same situation, but these are just general ways that we can support new parents. First, providing 
adequate parental leave. I was on LinkedIn, updating my profile, scrolling through the home feed, promoting my business, and I came across someone promoting changes in the benefits and policies of their company. And there were many things that sounded great, like they had maybe 20 personal days, and this was separate from sick leave. This was separate from family leave. They had lactation services. They had adoption leave. They just had a lot of great, great things. And I'm looking like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then I saw that they were giving the fathers, and they specifically said fathers, I think the fathers got two weeks. And they promoted this as an effort to better support moms and equal the playing field between moms and dads. And I'm like, first of all, you are not equaling the playing field between moms and dad and working moms and honoring working moms with that. When you give the mom this six months maternity leave, but you give the dad two weeks, what you're saying is it is the mom's responsibility to take care of the child. You are enforcing that it is the mom's responsibility to take on all of these child associated things. And I didn't mean to go all in on that. I'm just like thinking about it again. And I'm thinking about that specific thing, but we need to provide adequate parental leave so that both parents can be a part of the child's life and getting the child's things together that both parents can bond with the child. And so you want to make sure that you provide adequate parental leave. I think six months is an awesome number. And I imagine if you give six months, both parents aren't going to use six months. Most people will not do that. They might want to go back to work, but having the option is great. Two, no dumping. Do not dump on moms and parents when they come back to work. They have not been on vacation. So loading them up with the work they missed while they were gone is unfair. The world goes on. If something happened to them, if they were fired, if God forbid they died, you would find a way to get the work done and have it assigned to somebody else. And the same thing should happen when someone is on leave, whether that be parental leave, whether that be sick leave, get the work done. Don't leave it for the person when they get back. The parents, new parents are coming back. They're exhausted. They're exhausted. It's not fair. Three, providing a safe, clean, quiet place to pump and an appropriate amount of time to do so. That is law. Okay. That is law for these businesses, for many of these businesses, most businesses, if you will, they need to provide that. That's another way that you can do it. I know I'm thinking back to when I was in full clinical, full-time clinical practice and I had a full patient appointment time. So I'd have like 20 minutes and they'd give me a 20 minute slot to pump, which was great, right? I listened to that and I remember thinking, oh, this is great. I get two of these a day and then I would pump also on my lunch break. So I was pumping about roughly every two to three hours, but I needed a full 20 minutes to pump because that's how long it took me to get three to four ounces of milk. I needed that full time. And then after I had to clean and wash the equipment, all of my pumping equipment. 
And so really 20 minutes wasn't enough for me. I was grateful to have what I have, but in a perfect world, you would give people an adequate amount of time. I think 30 minutes is a great amount of time to pump, have time to wash your equipment and then get back to whatever it is that you're doing. Number four, providing appropriate sick leave and family leave. You just need to have enough days to take the sick leave when you need it and to take it from your family when you uh, when they need it. No questions asked. Just being able to take leave without being stressed about it. And while still getting paid, appropriate paid sick leave and family leave because people get sick. Five, providing mental health office hours. I think that this would be an awesome thing and this benefits everyone. And maybe I've watched too much TV. I know this was something they had an in-office a psychologist on the show Billions. It can be really difficult to find the time to seek mental health care or find a therapist who suits you. However, sometimes you just need to initiate care with someone to get the ball rolling, even if that ultimately means transferring your care to someone else. Having someone, whether it be in person or virtual, who is available for your mental health needs would be a great thing for new parents. Six, offer flexible working arrangements. And really, this should be at the top of the list. And I'm listing these things really in no particular order. But flexible working arrangements, that's what people want. There are certain priorities that need to get managed. And a lot of us, we put our family first and work is second. You need to have the flexibility at your job or within your career to be able to attend to your family. Flexible working arrangements are key. And that was one of the main reasons, I know we talked about this in the burnout podcast with Dr. Taniqua Miller, MD. And if you're interested, go back a few episodes, maybe it's like five or six episodes ago to listen to that podcast. But lack of flexible working arrangements is one of the main reason that multiple people leaving their job in 2020, 2021, I mean, there was the pandemic, but also the lack of flexible working arrangements. And that hasn't changed. That's something that we expect now. I remember seeing a post on Instagram where a business owner hired moms as employees at his manufacturing company, and he permitted them to work flexible hours that suited their schedule, whatever, like they wanted to work nights or they wanted to come in early and leave early. And the post was just him boasting about how much the company's output and profit had improved because these women were getting the job done. They just wanted to be able to do it on a time that suited them. And this makes me think also of a former colleague of mine who was providing amazing care, amazing care for her patients. Patients all loved her and all she wanted was to be able to leave an hour earlier than our schedule. And they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to offer her flexible working arrangements. So what did she do? She left. And that was a loss for all of us as our colleagues, but also her patients. So offer flexible working arrangements. And then last but not least, assign a mentor or create a support group for new moms and new parents to help them navigate their return to work and offer guidance on work-life balance. That is something that I do in my coaching practice, but that is something that new parents need. You're trying to figure out, one, how to get back to the old you, 
you know, and, and that's a different matter in itself. But you're trying to figure out how to reclaim yourself. And then you're trying to figure out how to get back to work. And that is an adjustment. Bringing the baby home is an adjustment. And then getting back into the swing of things, everything, it's an adjustment. So having a mentor, having a support group for just moms to talk to one another and moms who are in similar stages, but also some moms who are already further down the road. It's very helpful to have these conversations. And you'd be surprised the number of people who don't have other moms, other parents that they can talk to about this stuff. So that's it. That was the list. I hope it was helpful. Congrats on the baby. And I am wishing you a seamless transition back to work. Again, I am Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor. I am going to release another episode tomorrow. Like you're getting a new episode every day. It's awesome. I hope you're tuning in for the whole series. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to actually see the words, like I need the audio and visual input, you can also subscribe to the blog that's on the website. The podcast again is available on Apple, Stitcher, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon, TuneIn, you know, anywhere you want to subscribe. And then to connect, follow me on Instagram. I'm at ladypartstock. Or you can also email me and let me know if you have any questions, stories, or ideas you want to share. You can email me at drhack, D-R-H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor.com. And if you're interested in booking for presentations, if you're interested in the coaching, consulting, or other events, you can always reach me through the website. Until next time, which is tomorrow.